This episode of Homeschooling IRL is brought to you by Kerclick.com, curriculum and classes in a click. And what my wife needs is to know that I'm in her corner, that I support her decisions, and that I am proud of her and her abilities because my wife blows me away. Uh, She is my favorite person in the whole wide world. And the things that she is able to do and to multitask and get accomplished, I'm not man enough for that. That was Michael Hansen from the Great Commission Transmission Network. What a great quote, huh? That is fantastic. Well, that's one of three homeschooling dads that are going to be on our show as guests tonight. We have a fun episode tonight. We have a great episode tonight, Fletch, but I'm not going to stick around. What? No. That's because this is a homeschooling dad episode. We have three great guests, and I'm excited to talk to these three guys. The topic, what every homeschooling dad wishes his wife knew. Yeah, I'm getting out of here. Yeah. So stick around, grab your husband, because we have a great show. You can uh, have him participate in Fletch's TV Dad Quiz, where he can win a gift certificate for Lowe's. <gasps> can he build some homeschool, like, bookshelves or something with his yeah, gift certificate? That's just what every homeschool dad wants to do. <laughs> so what every homeschool dad wishes his wife knew. Stick around. From the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network, Welcome to Homeschooling in Real Life, the podcast. I'm Fletch. And I'm Kendra. As veteran homeschooling parents, we discuss topics that tend to divide and distract Christian homeschoolers from each other and the gospel. On the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast, we promise to be honest, transparent, and witty as we uncover what it means to homeschool in real life. Hey homeschoolers, it's time to simplify what you're doing. Kerclick.com is your one-stop source for ebooks, unit studies, and truly excellent live classes. Your kids can take a semester or year of science, history, government, foreign languages, literature, and writing classes all from your laptop. Kerclick hosts free clubs for Lego enthusiasts, Magic Treehouse readers, and American Girl lovers, and much, much more. Kerclick. Curriculum and classes in a click. This is Homeschooling in Real Life. So I'm commandeering the show tonight, huh? You are. Um, I'm happy to let you do it. Wow. I, uh, I, I was given the task to uh, talk about this topic. You know, what we're trying to do is we're trying to get more male listeners. Let's not beat around the bush. Well, yeah, that's true. But here's the other thing. And I totally recognize that the last 17 years of homeschooling, it's a really mom-dominated community. Right. And even when we launched this show, we tried hard at the beginning to make this a husband and wife team yeah. on podcasting. And the majority of our listeners are commenters on Facebook and on Twitter. 
are still all homeschooling moms. That makes sense. We're going to talk about that tonight. Yeah, and actually, we 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 love our listeners, so we're not like saying please stop listening if you're female. <laughs> but we we are really here for moms and dads who are homeschooling. Right, and I there was a whole conversation on Twitter a few weeks ago about periods, and I just was saying <laughs> that's it. We need to get more guys involved. <laughs> yeah, that's so, your, that's your first sign, right? Yeah. There. So this this top we're going to be actually talking about. Uh, homeschooling dads and their role. Have you ever wondered or heard the the comment, Kenj, that uh, a, a homeschooling dad might say flippantly, oh, my wife's the teacher, but I'm the principal? I have. Um, yeah. And I don't know. We I think we like we would say that and we tried it out, but I'm not really sure what that means. Do you? I have no idea what that means. And I know a lot <laughs> okay. of guys say it, but I think I kind of know what it means. Okay. But I decided to put that to our, uh, our guests and we're going to talk about that. Okay. So really? You did? Because... Okay, I'm really actually very interested in hearing what they have to say about that. It was a fun conversation. They went almost three different directions when I asked oh, that interesting. question. Oh, so, interesting. Okay. I'm curious because um, I have my own thoughts, but it doesn't matter because this isn't my episode. Yeah, whatever. You're sticking around. You, she pretends <laughs> like she's not going to be listening. Um, so that's, that's one thing. Uh, what about this idea, though, uh, that we have listeners that are listening and maybe there's a, a homeschooling mom out there listening and she has no support. She oh, does yeah. not have a husband that's right. that would sit on a microphone with her in a locked office. Wait a minute, the office is locked. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, where are the children? Uh, this is no, awesome. If she may not have a a homeschooling dad that's that's uh, bought into the whole plan. Oh well, and you know what? Again, in all these years of homeschooling and speaking now to homeschoolers as much as I do, I see everything from single moms who are doing an amazing thing by homeschooling their kids. Really, it's so impressive. Um, to moms who say, "My husband does not want me to do this, and he's told me you have a year to do this right, and if you don't do it right, they're going to public school." So that is a reality, absolutely. You know, unfortunately, we're not going to be talking about that tonight though no and we can get back to that topic on another episode like what do you do yeah with a homeschooling mom yep. or 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 homeschooling dad who needs encouragement yeah and is not getting any support we will uh, we, so we we'll, promise that episode we'll get up. back to that one that's one we should do in the in the future um what about this what about the reverse of that what about the homeschooling mom uh, like the a couple that we've known that can make no decisions unless her homeschooling partner yeah husband is giving the green light to that what about the issue of i'd like to do this but we my husband says he's not gonna open up the family budget to any homeschooling you know all those stuff we're gonna talk about all that tonight on this episode great so if you're a homeschooling mom don't feel like you need to stop listening don't don't feel like oh man these guys are just going to just say horrible smoke things. cigars and yeah. scratch their crotches yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not what we were matter of fact these these interviews took place all online so i i spoke to guys all over the country in the northeast uh two guys on the eastern seaboard and one guy in tennessee so uh this was really a lot of fun for me to do because i got to talk to guys that i like and and two guys i've never met in real life but i feel like i know them and uh, so this is not just a time for the guys to sit around and, and badmouth wives. That's not what this episode is. But I'd encourage you to grab your husband because he's going to have a lot of fun. You may nod your head and he may nod his head and this may spur on conversation. What I certainly hope this does is give you the freedom and encourage you to write into us and, and communicate with us uh, about what you heard tonight. So stay tuned for what every homeschooling dad wishes his wife knew. 
Hey, Fletch. Yes. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts this week. Where have you been listening to them? I've been listening to the other podcasts on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. That's right, because we are part of a network. We are one podcast in the midst of about 20. I know. It's pretty great. So there's a little bit of something for everybody over there. You know the one that cracks me up? (laughs) What? There are a couple of homeschooling moms that do a show for RV homeschoolers. These are homeschoolers that live in an RV and travel around the United States. Hey, if that's you, that's your podcast. You want to teach your kids about money? Yes. There's a CPA that has a podcast. I know. She's awesome. You want to travel with your kids? Yeah, all the time. There's a podcast for traveling with your homeschoolers. I know. What about a Spanish-speaking podcast? Que bueno. Muy bien. (laughs) There is a podcast for everything. We didn't name all of them, and we're not leaving anybody out on purpose. Uh, Those are just the ones that popped into my mind as we were sitting here. And we do this together. So if you like homeschooling in real life, go check out our partners, and you can find them at ultimateradioshow.com. Welcome back to Homeschooling in Real Life, the podcast. This is Fletch, and I am really excited about tonight's episode. But it is kind of different because I am in the studio all by myself, and Kendra's not here. She wasn't joking when she said she was turning the episode over to me. I have three great homeschooling dads that are going to join me, and we're going to be talking about tonight's topic, what every homeschooling dad wishes his wife knew. Now, if you're a homeschooling mom, please keep listening. These are three great dads who just want to share their opinions. And if you're a homeschooling dad, listen in. Give me some feedback. Let me know whether you agree with what we came up with as we were discussing through these topics. I hope you're ready because we're going to get started right now. Ultimately, it is our responsibility to ensure that the homeschooling is getting done. And the teacher can't do everything. You know, she has to be able to step back. She has to be able to hand over issues, disciplinary actions. You know, a teacher can't do everything and still be able to keep the attention and the respect of the student all the time. Sometimes you do have to step in and quote-unquote be the hammer. That's our first guest, my friend and fellow homeschooling dad. My name is Shane Pitt. So I don't see Shane every day. He doesn't actually even live near me. I met him and his wife Cheryl at a Christian homeschooling blogging conference called the Titus 2 to 1 conference which they put on a few years ago and in fact they live on the East Coast. We're out here on the East Coast in Maryland, happily married. We have five kids. The oldest is 19, the youngest is two, and we run the range in between. In case you were wondering, I did not choose brand new homeschooling dads. Shane, as well as our other two guests, have some experience. They've been doing this for quite a few years. I guess since the oldest finished preschool, so I guess probably 12 years now. All right, so now that you've met Shane, let's go back to something he just said as we opened up this discussion. Sometimes you do have to step in and quote-unquote be the hammer. Okay, so as Kendra and I started talking about this episode for Homeschooling Dads, we were brainstorming ideas, and one that came up as a working title was, I'm the principal, but I have no idea what that means. Now, funny enough, that was one of the themes that recurred with each of the guys that I interviewed. Uh, Now, we had some other ones we're going to talk about later in the show, but let's just start here because Shane brought it up, and it's the idea of dad being the disciplinarian. But, you know, let's face it, for the most part, mom is the homeschooling teacher, and dad has a job either in or out of the house that's full-time away from the family. You can only have one captain, and like you said, in homeschooling, it's it's usually the wife, the mom that's, that's, you know, piloting the vessel. 
So again, in this typical household where mom's doing the homeschooling and dad's on the periphery, um, we have this idea of him playing a supportive role as principal. Now, there's one or two ways that can go. Uh, on the positive side of things, one of our guests uh, shared some ideas uh, straight from the Bible about how dad serves uh, that role as principal. My wife takes the command. She is the primary uh, teacher, the primary instructor, and I am the one that issues out the commands. So let me pause for a minute and introduce our second guest. That's Michael T. Hansen. You actually heard his voice at the very beginning of the podcast tonight as he was introducing our topic for the evening. I am Michael T. Hansen. The T stands for different things at different times today. It's terrific because it's a great day here in Middle Tennessee. Yes, and again, not a local guy. This isn't a friend I spend time with every day. Uh, You know, one of the things I like about Michael, he's full of energy. He's a funny guy. He's witty. He's smart. And like all my guests, this isn't uh, the first time homeschooling for him. Uh, He's got a nice-sized family, and he's been doing it for quite a few years. The father of four children. I'm the husband of one. We have homeschooled since day one. My oldest just completed her sophomore year, and then it goes down from there, except for there's a big, gigantic gap between my 11-year-old, who has traditionally been my youngest, and now my two-year-old, who is the youngest. So as we look at this role of dad as principal, and we think about the positive, that he's going to sit there as a supportive role to his wife, and maybe even swing in as a disciplinarian. I I decided to push a little bit on Michael and and see a little bit more what he meant. And he really offered some great insight right out of the book of Proverbs. Because what he says can be taken directly, and it is directly out of the book of Proverbs. Um, Proverbs chapter 6, verse 20. uh, My son, obey your father's commands and don't neglect your mother's instruction. That right there uh, paints that picture, the mother's instruction. She is teaching the children, at least in our case, in our, in, our, in our household, and I am issuing out the commands. You will listen to your mother, just like uh, Solomon is saying right here. Isn't that cool, what Michael had to share there from Proverbs? I mean, that really is kind of the picture that um, kids have responsibility to listen to their teachers in the public school, in the private school. They have a responsibility to listen to their teacher mom in the homeschool. And when they don't, you know what? There needs to be someone that comes in. And uh, Solomon wrote a great book to his sons in in the book of Proverbs. And it's one we can use with our own sons and daughters. It just says, quite simply, listen to your mother's instructions and listen to your father's commands. But what happens when this goes too far? Now, I talked to all of the homeschooling dads about this. You know, when you have this supportive father who's serving the role of principal, but maybe takes that a step further into micromanagement, into um, really almost oppressing his wife and children into doing everything that he expects and how he expects it, and takes all of that Uh, freedom away from his wife who's been homeschooling the kids, and from the outside he starts applying that pressure. I mean, we get what we've seen today in a lot of Christian homeschooling, and we've talked about it here on the podcast before. And actually, rather than me bringing it up, let's listen to our third guest. One of the things that I think it comes out of, and you've talked about this before, so I'm going to say it, (laughs) is I think it comes out of this patriarchal mindset that a lot of Christian homeschool families are in. That's our third guest and a friend of Homeschooling in Real Life. You've heard him before. He is John Wilkerson. Uh, my name is John Wilkerson. I host the Wired Homeschool, which is a podcast that covers 
technology, social media, and internet safety for homeschoolers. Like our two guests before him, John has quite a few years of homeschooling under his belt as well. I'm married to my wife, Lisa. We have seven kids, and we've been homeschooling. Well, our oldest is a sophomore in college, so we've been doing it for quite a while now. So getting back to our discussion, as John said, one of the negatives of taking that role of principal too far is that of patriarchy just gone haywire. I think there's good things that there are some good facets to the idea of the ideas behind patriarchy. Um, but I think it tends to be taken a little bit too far and uh, it ends up uh, uh, forcing women to submit rather than them submitting on their own, uh, you know, by, by wielding, by wielding the word of God as a sword instead of, uh, you know, using it as a tool which, you know, the, the sword of the spirit, you know, we, we hear that phrase and we hear all these military terms ab- ab- about about uh, that. But remember when Paul was talking about the sword of spirit, he was talking about using it against our enemies and not our allies. And our wives yeah. are our allies. They're our partners. And so we shouldn't be using the word of God that way against them. Now, I don't want to camp on this topic of patriarchy, but it did come up in each of the discussions with each of the men that I interviewed. And one of the things that Michael and I talked about was what happens when a homeschool dad decides to micromanage his wife? I don't, I don't, I can't micromanage. When it comes to the brains of the operation, my wife is the brains of the operation. She is more skilled at, at the uh, reading, writing, and arithmetic. You know, around here, Kendra and I talk about micromanaging, and, you know, over the years we've, we've talked about, I don't walk in and tell her what color I want on the drapes or how I want the house decorated. Um, and we're really not talking domains. What we're really talking about is just realistic expectations or realistic living, really. Um, she's here all day. This is her environment. I don't tell her how to run the house or run the kitchen. And when she asks for advice, I certainly do. Um, and there's a little joke that goes along with this because as a dentist, you know, I get up every day and I, I go to an office where I have eight women who assist me and help me and make me look good. Um, they really make me shine as a dentist. And I laugh because I leave Kendra at home with eight people who undo everything that she tries to do. And that's, that is not fair. The equation is horribly unfair. So I don't like to walk in and tell her how to homeschool the kids, how to run things, just like she doesn't come into my dental office and tell me uh, how to do a filling. But you know, when I want advice, she's right there. And when she wants advice, I do the same with her. You know, I continued to have this same discussion with Shane Pitt, and he had a few more things to say. Whoever's doing the primary role as the homeschooling instructor, they need to have the space and ability to, to move and roll with it. As the kids grow and change and move, and as things change in, in your life, your environment, you know, you move, you may not be able to continue to do lessons the same way. We moved from the little log home to the what we call the big white house. We ended up moving a lot of our lessons and stuff outside. We weren't close to a major road, but that was all Cheryl's call. I had nothing to do with it. She's going to be the one that has to deal with it day to day. I'm only here to, as you said, support, provide a little bit of uh, elective support and lessons, you know, and uh, to help her. 
Because ultimately, who wants to be around a micromanager? Someone that's watching every step you take and paying attention to every dollar you spend on homeschooling supplies. I mean, no one really wants that. And John Wilkerson had some really good thoughts here for dads who find themselves in a micromanagement role. The, the micromanagement comes in a little bit more, but a- anyone who's worked for a, mi- a boss who's a micromanager can't stand it. Yeah. And, and, and maybe, and husband, maybe you're in a job right now and you work for a boss that micromanages you and you can't stand it. And you're, you're doing the same thing to your wife. She can't find joy in her homeschooling if every single decision has to go through you first. You delegate authority to your wife and say, in this area in our family, you may be, you can be autonomous. If it's a big ticket, you know, however you want to talk about it, you know, whatever boundaries you want to set up, you need to set those up with your wife. Okay, so the first topic down of what homeschooling dads want their wives to know, and that's what is our role. Uh, we want to support you. We want to love you. We want to encourage you. Um, ultimately, uh, we don't need to be a miser that holds the purse strings on the homeschooling budget. We don't need to micromanage you. And uh, before we move on to our next topic, let's just take a quick commercial break. All right, homeschool dads, I couldn't skip this on this episode. Jocksandtees.com. If you're like me and you hate to go out and buy underwear or you only buy it when you're at Costco in the aisle and you buy, you know, a 40-pack, let me tell you about Jocksandtees.com. They have boxers, briefs, tidy-whities, undershirts uh, from a variety of different brands. You go on there, you pick the style, the color, the size that you want, and you place your order, and here's the best part. On a rotational basis, every month, every two months, three months, four months, six months, a year, they will ship you the same order. So you're never without fresh underwear. You're never living with underwear that have holes or tattered or torn or your wife is threatening to throw it out. So I can't tell you how much I like this company. The customer service is excellent. Go check them out. Jocksandtees.com. Tell them Fletch sent you. This is Homeschooling in Real Life. All right, I'm back in the studio, and our topic tonight, what every homeschooling dad wishes his wife knew. Let's keep talking. So another theme that came up in these conversations that I'm sure a lot of homeschooling dads can relate to out there is that of competition. You know, what do you do when you see your wife burdened or stressed by competition? And I tell you, the world of blogging, the world of social media, like Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, wives are looking at what other people are doing and feeling guilty that they're not doing enough, that they're not doing it well enough. And what do they need to know from homeschooling dads? I began by asking this question to John Wilkerson, and he just gives some straightforward practical advice and then finishes by uh, comparing uh, a homeschooling mom to a duck. Let's give a listen. I think moms need to know that homeschool moms need to know that nobody has it all together, Uh, that no matter how perfect someone else's life appears under that veneer, there's probably 
you know, it's kind of like a duck on water, right? Looks nice and serene on top of the pond, but underneath the water, its feet are just paddling like crazy. <laughs> okay, so some moms look like ducks that are on their backs in the water and the feet are flapping up in the air. <laughs> and other moms look like the ducks swimming in the water and their feet are just hidden under the surface of the water paddling like mad. This is a real serious trap for some homeschooling moms. And I think with social media coming on so strong in the last couple years, um, like I said, people are looking at what other people are doing and just saying, I don't measure up. I'm not doing that well. And it goes two ways. Either you're looking at someone else saying, I'm not as good as them, or someone's doing that to you. And uh, we've seen that in our house. And so I posed the same question uh, to the always energetic and always entertaining Michael T. Hansen. Oh, goodness. Obviously, you know your own wife, and, and my wife is going to be different than, than others, so I know exactly what, uh, or I know the direction that I need to go in order to minister to her under those circumstances. And what my wife needs is to know that I'm in her corner, that I support her decisions, and that I am proud of her and her abilities because my wife blows me away. Isn't that so cool to hear a husband speaking so fondly of his wife? I mean, hats off to Michael for just promoting his wife so well. But if if you think he's done, yeah, just hold on. I mean, he continues with this same line of encouragement. Uh, she is my favorite person in the whole wide world. And the things that she is able to do and to multitask and get accomplished, I'm not man enough for that. You know, uh, she does um, a fantastic job. So the, all that I can say is that in my situation, I give her the praise that she deserves. And I could go back to Proverbs again, and especially Proverbs chapter 31. You know, her husband rises in the morning and praises her. Says, you know what? There's a lot of women out there that do nobly and do well, but you excel them all. Again, that's exactly what we need. We need more guys like this, more people who are willing to speak into their wives' lives and say, forget about what they're doing. You're doing a great job with our kids and just encourage. I mean, that's ultimately what we're saying. So second point, what homeschooling husbands want their wives to know, we want to encourage you. You're doing a great job. Keep it up. And guys, if you're not doing this from one dad to another, let's just encourage each other to get on the ball. Okay, moving on to the next topic, curriculum. I'm sure this comes up in all your houses. Your wife comes to you and says, hey, I'd like you to look at this curriculum that I'm choosing for little Fletch next year in math or whatever. And what is our response to that? And, and more importantly, what do homeschooling dads want their wives to know about bringing them curriculum and choices and just you know the catalogs and everything that goes along with choosing curriculum. And we're going to answer that. I asked all three guys. But before we get there, I want to go back to John Wilkerson, where he kind of set the groundwork for just homeschooling in general. And I think you're really going to be challenged by what he has to say here. And if you're a new homeschooling family... Give a listen to what he says about planning just homeschooling in general. Husbands and wives don't make this decision long before they start homeschooling. Usually what happens is the wife comes home one day and says, I want to homeschool our kids because she met she met a mom who, who homeschools and she thinks it sounds great to homeschool her kids. And the husband says, yeah, sure, that's fine if you want to do it. You know, I don't want to butt in too many times to 
John's story here, but this is exactly what happened in our house. Kendra came home and said, I'm thinking about homeschooling. And within a few minutes, we made a decision to homeschool our firstborn. And they never sat down and really hashed this thing out and said, okay, well, how are we going to handle the money thing? How are we going to, who's going to be in charge of this? Who's going to be in charge of that? I didn't do it. I told my wife, hey, if you want to homeschool kids, great, go for it. And then we kind of worked it out as, as, as we went along. It's working. It has worked out so far, but would have been better if we had sat down in the beginning and come up with a plan. You know, we have life plans and we have plans for, you know, uh, starting a business and we have all, we'll, we'll write all these different plans, but we won't plan the most important thing that we're doing with our children <laughs> that we're going to do with them for the next 18 years. We won't sit down and take a couple hours to plan that out. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that you sit down just once and you get all your planning done and you never sit down again and you just kind of set the ball in motion. You know, we actually like to get together annually to map out the year for each kid and to choose curriculum and plans for them. And I asked Shane, you know, if he got together annually with his wife to kind of plan out the year. Here was his response. Yeah, we actually probably have it once every couple of weeks <laughs> just to keep the rudder straight. We want to make sure we're, we're going down the, the right path. But what about curriculum? What do our wives need to know when they come to us and ask us about curriculum? Let, let's go back to Shane really quick. When, uh, when it comes down to the actual individual curriculums, I'm sure like you leading up to the time where they have to be purchased and shipped to get to the house in time to actually start the classes, it does get a little bit more hectic and the, my wife does get a little bit more concerned and critical of her own choices. I basically turn over the reins and at that point try to just keep things calm. Here's the thing, and I think you picked it up in kind of the way Shane was talking there, and that's that there's this underlying tension with homeschooling moms choosing curriculum because they're worried. Are, am I buying the right curriculum? Is it the right curriculum for this child? Um, does it cost too much? All, all these thoughts kind of come together and really challenge a mom. So first, let's listen to Michael Hansen as he responds to this exact question. And then we'll listen from John Wilkerson as he kind of attacks the issue of finances and curriculum. So as she's picking out things and she'll bring stuff, you know what, I think I'm going to switch and I'm going to start using this, uh, this program over here because so-and-so says it's working for them because of these reasons. And I think that that would fit well with, what do you think? I, I think that you're right. You know, that's what I think. Whatever you say, if you like it, I love it. That's our saying in, the, in this family. And what about the homeschooling mom that just frets that she purchased the wrong curriculum or it's not doing what it said it was going to do or it just was a bad choice? I think they need to know that if they make a bad decision about a curriculum that they purchased, that it's that they're not going to ruin their child. Uh, they can always go to the library and find something else and, 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 and supplement, uh, supplement that. I think they need to know that there isn't one curriculum out there that is going to be, uh, uh, you know, one size fits all. And finally, for those moms that feel like they just wasted money buying curriculum they never used, uh, John gives practical advice for uh, how to handle those situations. If you only use it for two weeks, you can sell it on eBay. People will buy it, okay? <laughs> don't, don't worry about it.
All right, so we've tackled competition comparisons. We've looked at a homeschooling dad's uh, attitude towards curriculum, and we've even looked at what a homeschooling dad feels his role is in the house. Um, We've had some great answers, but I saved one final question that I thought was a little fun, but I actually think it's a little serious because I think every homeschooling mom lives with this underlying tension of keeping the kids educated and keeping a house uh, neat and clean and in order. So housework versus homeschooling, that was the question. And these guys had a lot of fun with it. And I, I think if you've been listening to this show and you were worried when you listened to it that, that these homeschooling dads were just going to throw out opinions and, and be like gruffy old bears, uh, you're going to see some balance. You're going to see some just general statements of uh, encouragement and love again. Um, but you're also going to hear some fun. Ooh, that's a good question. It depends on how many, how many Lego bricks I have to step over on the way in the door. <laughs> no, homeschooling is definitely more important. No, you'll never have a clean house as a homeschooler. It, it just never is going to happen. One, you're doing a science experiment in the kitchen and you've got books laid out at the desk and then you've got a notebook sitting on the couch and school happens anywhere in your house. It's homeschooling. So you will never actually walk into a house that is utilized on a regular basis that, that's spotless, not as a homeschooler. Caring for the children is, is primary. The house, it'll get cleaned. It'll get cleaned if people don't like it when they come over don't come over then. Okay. You know, and so I'll, I'll tell my wife, uh, Hey, you know what? Uh, Martha Stewart is not going to drop in unexpectedly. It doesn't matter. So there you have it. Three homeschooling dads who repeat the exact same thing. Relationships are always going to take priority over housework. Um, and it's, and that's what's important. Uh, and having that in balance, um, at the same time, you know, as I talk to my wife and we talk about this in our family, we do have a desire to um, have a house that's under control. And I, I think actually uh, John Wilkerson said something along these lines, and I'll, and I'll share it with you right now. While your home doesn't need to be perfect, it probably should be at least under control. Um, and, and if you need to stop homeschooling to do some housework, that's okay. And some days you prioritize the homeschooling, and some days you're going to prioritize the housework. Like I said, I think this is a bigger topic uh, than a lot of people want to admit because, um, you know, I think having kids that are well-educated is super important to moms because they feel that burden that's on them as the homeschooling mom to do a good job. Uh, But I also think that they have that burden of keeping a nice home, being a homemaker and um, keeping a place that's uh, organized and, you know, well-appointed. I I just think that that is going to be a struggle for moms and dads. You know, what can we say? We can encourage them. I think, I think what John said was good, that if, if your wife leans towards wanting to have a house that's perfect, you know, bring her to balance and say, some days we're going to focus on the homeschooling and some days we're going to focus on um getting the house the way you want it It, it's okay to have both that that is okay um but we're always going to choose people over things all right so this wraps up our interview with these three guys i want to thank shane pitt john wilkerson and michael hansen 
uh, just great guys to chat with. We recorded a ton more information and we laughed a lot. And these are just really well-balanced homeschooling dads uh, that really care about their kids, love their wives, and care immensely about Christian homeschooling. And I, would, I just want to thank them for being the voice behind what every homeschooling dad wishes his wife knew. But we are not done having fun on this episode. We have Fletch's Television Dad Quiz. You have the chance to win a $50 Lowe's gift card. And the rules are very basic. Here's what you're going to do. You are going to correctly identify every television dad based on the voice that you hear. And you are going to submit them to us by email using info at homeschoolingirl.com. Send it in. And the first person to correctly identify all 10 television dads wins the $50 Lowe's gift card. Are you ready for this? Let's get started. Here is clip number one, and it's a total softball. No, no, no. When I say, who is it, it doesn't mean for you to come in. When I say, who is it, and you say, who it is. Who is it? Who it is? <laughs> Here is clip number two. If he can teach a class, he can teach a class. I mean, I can teach a class. Clip number three is an oldie but a goodie. Well, there must be something that you boys can talk about, even if it's only to complain about Hop Singh's food. Clip number four. What can I do for you? Uh, it's about sending the children to school. Oh, Mama's in charge of the education. She's in the guest room playing darts with Uncle Fester. And here is clip number five. You remember before when I was telling you about the sacrifices I made for my family? Well, for a little while, I forgot why. But it's because I wanted my children to go as far as their gifts could take them. All right, we're more than halfway there. Here's clip number six. Because the boss is a penny-pinching old crab, that's why. <laughs> Someday I'm going to give that door a shot right in its electric eye. Here is clip number seven. Baseball is a great game, but it's just one part of life. There are other things important, too. Come on. Education's important. Listening to people like the coach. Here we go, clip number eight. I've always wanted a ham radio set, and now that I've got one, I'm going to listen in on distress signals and notify the authorities and prevent disasters and noble things like that. Okay, only two left. This is clip number nine. I'm glad you decided to tell us the truth. Of course, you realize you can't keep a bicycle you won while you were being disobedient. We'll have to find something to do with the bike. All right, here we go. This is the final clip, clip number ten. Many Christmases ago, I went to buy a doll for my son. I reached for the last one they had, but so did another man. As I rained blows upon him, I realized there had to be another way. What happened to the doll? It was destroyed. But out of that, a new holiday was born. A Festivus for the rest of us. All right, that was like the easiest quiz I've ever given. It's a slam dunk way to win a $50 gift card from Lowe's. Remember, correctly identify the father's name on the show. So, for example, you wouldn't say 
Michael Landon, you would say Charles Ingalls. I need the father's name on the show. You give me a list of all ten of them in order. Submit it to us by email, info at homeschoolingirl.com, and the first one to give me the correct answers wins a gift card. It's that simple. Good luck. Fletch, this was a great episode, even though I didn't really participate at all. What do you mean? Do you think they're only great episodes when you participate? <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. I just, um, I'm really glad we kept this on guys this time. It was fun to hear those guys, wasn't it? Yeah, great. So, what do we have next week? Next time we're celebrating our 20th episode, and we're doing so by taking it to our listeners. And the episode is called, Ask Us Anything You Want. <laughs> Anything? <laughs> well... <laughs> That could be a dangerous episode. Totally. But we're taking it to the listeners, and they get to ask us any question they want, and we're going to answer it live on our podcast. Yeah, we are. So here's the deal. If you have a question for us, and we've already had a couple people ask us some tricky ones, that's okay. We um, we want to be available to, to answer things. And even if we feel like we didn't do such a good job in something or in an area, ask us anyway. We'll be totally honest with you. How should they reach us? They can reach us in a lot of different ways, info at homeschoolingirl.com if you want to shoot us an email. That's probably the best because it'll come straight to us. But if you can reach us on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash homeschoolingirl. And you can tweet to us at homeschoolirl. So shoot us your questions, anything you want. Uh, anything you want. And totally over the next two, <laughs> Over the next two weeks, we'll answer them. And we're just going to have a great podcast celebrating number 20. Thanks for listening this week to Homeschooling in Real Life, the podcast. As we wrap up the show, I'm going to play one final clip from Michael Hansen, just about the joy of homeschooling. It will talk to you in two weeks for our special episode. Spend that time with your kids, especially as homeschooling families. What a blessing to be able to spend every moment with your kids and to be their instructor the way that the good Lord had intended it to be. Yeah, that is a, a blessing that cannot be uh, overstated, and you can't even explain to, uh, to non-homeschooling families what they're missing out on. The Homeschooling IRL podcast is a part of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. For more information on this podcast, to contact your hosts, or to connect with Fletch and Kendra on social media, visit us on our website and blog at homeschoolingirl.com. Mm-hmm.